0: Hey there. Hello. How are we doing today?
1: I am doing okay. It's like a very Monday-y Monday. Um, I feel like a slug. Like I am having the, I was, I had to send three emails (laughs) from like, I was supposed to send them on Friday. And then I was like, no one's going to fucking respond to these on a Friday afternoon. So I'll do them first thing Monday morning. And it literally took like all of my willpower and strength to send three emails and they were I had to I had to send them individually but they were copy and paste emails and it was <laughs> it was really hard for me so that's kind of like where I am on this Monday
0: yeah What about you? I am in the same exact place on Friday <laughs> my, I was like I had some things I had to do and I was like you know what it's 3 30 just gonna, I'll do them on Monday. No one's gonna respond to this 4 p.m. Friday email. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, had three drinks yesterday for the Super Bowl and for some reason, like deathly hungover, like want to throw up hungover, which I don't understand how that happened to me. And so um, so I still haven't done those things. I was caught up doing other things. So Friday autumn is Monday autumn hates Friday autumn right now. But in Friday autumn's defense, my computer did crash three minutes after I decided to not do the things. So I couldn't really have done them anyway, Ooh. but I mean, I could have done them earlier in the day, probably on Friday. So, so really, um, you know, were out here managing time really well and, <laughs> <laughs> and our brains are, are just, they're trying, <laughs> we're here, we're trying <laughs> our best. We're here.
1: We're chit chatting Uh-huh. Um, I, on good news, mm-hmm. got an aura ring, which you inspired me because you have an aura ring and it is delightful. It is so fun. My favorite activity is waking up and checking how I slept. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so fun. I've gotten good feedback on my sleep patterns, which makes me really happy because I'm a tired girl. And I feel like it makes me feel better mm-hmm. knowing that like the tired is just in my head and I'm not like sleep deprived. You know what I mean? hmm
0: yeah. It's also just really interesting, especially like the, how in sync it is with your like cycle.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: like, so I'm, my period's going to start like any day now, but for the last like a week and a half, it's been telling me like, Oh, your resting heart rate's elevated. Your temperature is elevated. Like that's really common for the second half of your menstrual cycle. So maybe we should take it easy and do like low to moderate intensity workouts and like promote recovery. And so I, I don't know. I just think it's cool. It paints like a really good holistic view of your health. Like a few weeks ago when I, when I got way too drunk with my mom and um, like was a throwing up because I was so drunk, my temperature was 1.5 degrees elevated and my aura ring was like, are you sick? You should take a rest. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wow <laughs> that's crazy like being hung over my I like have a low-grade fever right now like that's how that's Ew. how shitty that's how ill this alcohol has made me but it's still like one cool to see and two like you know encourages me to want to moderate those behaviors more or like seeing how alcohol impacts my sleep like even if it's just one glass of wine or something like it's made me really sometimes religious about bedtime routines and like making sure I'm doing all of the things to like have the best sleep score and feel the best, but I have felt so much more energized. So if Aura wants to sponsor us, mm-hmm. give us a code, I will be their number one influencer. us, <laughs> Yeah,
1: I would one love that. And I will say like, this is not a sponsored ad, <laughs> uh, it's an investment um and yeah it is fun but it was funny because I literally don't get my period I haven't got my period since I got my IUD in which was like 2018 and they have like a thing where you can set up like do you want it to track and tell you when your period's coming and I was like that would be cool like yeah and I went to do it and they were like when was your last period and I like went all the way back to 2018 and they were like we can't track your fucking period if you don't get it (laughs) they were like sorry invalid like we can't do this and I was just like I like didn't really think about it until they were like no and then I was like yeah what are they gonna
0: track <laughs> like I literally
1: not don't have out.
0: a cycle really I also like my <laughs> could you imagine if the aura actually talked to you that way like we can't <laughs> track your fucking period stupid <laughs> bed. you don't get me. one I know that's how I feel I'm I made like a TikTok and it was like the aura ring has been the best investment for my health because you have this device on your hand telling you that if you didn't you feel fucking shitty because you didn't sleep enough stupid bitch and yeah. so it makes it like it doesn't actually say that but it kind of feels like that
1: <laughs> you know? it does. like i added in because that's the tone yeah that's and how i speak to myself
0: <laughs> yeah which is actually a <laughs> oh, good
1: segue, segue. <laughs> perfectly <laughs> unplanned segue into today's topic of self-love and body image um but yeah, that is how I talk to myself. And the war Ring is a, a good bully. A bully, some people need to be bullied. I need to be bullied into my healthy habits. So that's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like as a woman, we obviously have all had such long and nuanced versions of exploring self love and body image issues. And I feel like it is never a straight journey like I don't think at any point in my entire life will I be like I have overcome body Mm image issues I think it's just something you like learn to put less value on um but I also it's hard because like as a woman your body changes so fucking much all the time like I was like oh I'm an adult at 18 and like oh my god my 18 year old body was like nowhere near what my body looks like right now so that's another hard thing, because you're like, "Okay, I've started to love this body." And then you're like, "Oh, here's a new fucking body. Like here's like a wrinkle on your forehead. Like, do you still love yourself? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know.
0: <laughs> so those are my initial thoughts. <laughs> yes, I know. I, yeah, I think that was a big thing for me. Like what senior year of of college when I started to have those weird, hormonal problems and energy problems and like gained 30 or 40 pounds, which is a lot for like for me being five, eight. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. when that happened, I really quickly realized like the limit on my self-love, I guess you could say. And that the line was like, we love, I love myself if I look a certain way and I love my body when it, when it pleases like society's standards and like my own personal image of what my body should look like so that was really tough because I was like I'm eating healthy I'm working out I'm doing the things that to treat my body well but my intention behind it was to like change myself and because I didn't love myself it was to like look a certain way and then I'll love myself once I lose 20 pounds then I'll love myself that's something that we've talked about before was like for probably my whole life ever since you know like 13, 14, when you start to become like aware of your physical presence. I think my New Year's resolution was to always lose 10 pounds. Like regardless, even my smallest high school version of myself, that was always my goal until like two years ago. But also that two years ago, like I, I like the way I look right now. And so I'm kind of like that, that line is still there. Like if I, if I gained that 30 pounds back again, it, it would be hard for me to to practice self love in the same way that i do now which sucks and i don't i don't know the answer to that like i don't know but i do know what what has really helped shift my mindset around my body and which has also probably made me like the way i look more is the intention behind everything like i don't work out to punish myself i don't eat a certain way to punish myself like I eat a certain way because that's what makes me feel the most energized. And I work out because my anxiety can be overwhelming. Or if you have a stressful day, like just going for a walk or like ice skating or dancing for me have been so grounding. And I've gone back to like exercising for fun. And I think because my intention behind these things is to like really just feel good, it's like looking good is an added benefit, but that's not the intention. I kind of feel like looking good has just also been a part of the outcome because Mm -hmm. of the intention in a weird way.
1: Yeah. And I, but I also think it's like, you're putting, I mean, yeah, if you move your body more, like you're probably going to like the way you look more. But I also think if you're like, every time I've set a weight goal for myself, it's unrealistic. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm never going to be happy with these unrealistic goals. I've said to myself, like I'll never forget being in high school and being 112 pounds. And now like, I know that I can be 112 pounds. And so that's like the, the unrealistic, like it would be great to be 112 pounds again. Like I'm never going to fucking be 112 pounds again. And so I think when you, when you set like vain goals for yourself, you're never really going to reach them or be satisfied when you do reach them. And so, cause even when I was 112 pounds, I wanted to lose weight. Like yeah. I still wanted to be a hundred pounds. And it's like, I can remember when I was 13 and I was a hundred pounds. And so I think like, it's just like, it's so unrealistic, but I will say again, like there's no fucking solution to any of this because one of the hardest things is that like, you basically have to, try to learn to overcome external views and that is really hard like it's really hard and I I mean we're only 24 and I already feel like oh like I'm not 18 and like there's like 18 year olds are more desirable than me and like and 19 well you know and so it's like it's a weird thing of like you literally have to just like be your own ship of confidence and like be get through all of the external variables which makes it way harder because no matter like how good you feel there's always someone who can like make you feel shitty there's always like as much as people are like yes body positivity like self-love like like every single picture that you ever see is completely edited like runways are still filled with teensy weensy models like there's so many things that are just constantly like giving us this messaging that you are not good enough that it's so hard no matter what stage of your like self-love journey you're in because even if you're at a really good place you're still constantly having to defend yourself against everything that's around you so like I think that makes it so much harder I mean a million things make it harder but it's like it's that's part of the reason that to me it feels like it's never gonna end because even when I'm at a good place I have to like and like I think different generations have different views on bodies like I feel like i hear a lot of like people my my mom's age and our mom's age like saying just like making a, they they have much more they put a lot more importance on body than i think like younger generations do and they just even if it's good or bad like make a lot of comments about like people's physical appearance mm-hmm. so i think you're hearing that from like people around you and people close to you it's like really hard to overcome that and be like but i'm perfect and like i love myself just the way i am so
0: Yeah, you you brought up two points that I also wanted to talk about, which was one, like as being women in the society and like aging women in society, which everyone is aging all the time, but they're specifically about being a young, pretty woman like that gives you a good amount of social currency in the world. And like the older you get, you kind of feel that social currency may be slipping away a little bit. Like, yes, we still very much were like in that key, like prime age range, but it's like 25, 26, 27, like those are creeping. And then you're like getting older. And and then you're like losing that in a way. And it sucks because as a woman, the older you get, you like lose that value. But as a man, the older you get, you like continue to gain social Mm -hmm. currency. Like, there's such that stereotype of, like, hot, like, rich dad type that's, like, and, like, powerful. But you don't really have that with, like, a hot mom. It's, it's, like, there is still that, like, fetish around it, but it's not associated with, like, power. It's more just, like, a sexual being, an object, and not, like, you can provide and, like, you are strong. It's more of just, like, you're the concept of being a hot mom,
1: you know? I just read that book, Marry Me. And like, that's what it talks about a lot is like the way that like this woman in the book is like 40 something and she's like a 40 something single mom trying to date. And like, basically everyone, everywhere she goes, like laughs at her. Mm-hmm. She's like, why can't I find men my age? And she's like, because everyone wants a man your age and all of them are looking at 30 year olds. Mm-hmm. And you have to look at 50, 60 year olds because- even the 50 year olds are getting the 30 year olds. And it's like, it's really weird and gross. And it's just kind of crazy how like, yeah, as a woman, you are really have to like beat against society, like beat the odds when it comes to like society's view in order to feel self-love. And like, it is really hard. And I think again, like that's why it's never, you're never done. Like it's never finished.
0: And you never win, also, because even then, if you tick all of the marks for like your for society's expectations of the way your body should look and your face should look and the way you should dress and your hair. And if you are like stereotypically beautiful in all of those aspects, then you cannot simultaneously be inherently like smart or good at your job or professional. Like mm-hmm. I have specifically felt this weirdness in the workplace of like being young and pretty and like dressing well to where people automatically assume that I'm not going to be good at my job or I'm not going to know what's going on. And I saw this TikTok and it was this like recruiter lady talking about how if you are conventionally attractive, you should probably try to like, (laughs) to like, what is that? Turn that down for like the interview, like maybe wear less makeup or like have one of your buttons done wrong or like just do something to kind of like make yourself to de-pretty yourself in a way because they're automatically going to have a bias against you, especially if it's a woman interviewer, which I think is like, God, why do they program us so well to like not lift each other up and to tear each other down? Like if women just supported each other, whew, we, yeah.
1: would, <laughs> we would take over the world.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: so. On to kind of flipping from like all of the negative things. That's actually something that something that I have found that's helped me a lot in my own self love journey is talking less shit and like especially talking less shit about people's appearance, people's weight, pe- what they're wearing. Like if I i am giving that energy out, I'm going to have that critical eye to myself. And I think it's really easy to think that like, I mean, you're like we said, like we're all raised to like rip each other down as women. And so I think by like not subscribing to that, you take away the power of like, I don't give a shit about what society says. And like, I can assume that like someone, if I'm not putting that out there, then like, it doesn't have weight when it comes back to me because I don't give it any weight anywhere. And like, I think that's something that's helped me a lot as I've matured and like getting into new scenarios is like literally just being kind to other people will always reflect back on yourself. And if you're like mean and evil to other people, or you're like really critical, like that is a reflection of how you're going to talk to yourself. And like I think people say that a lot from kind of the flip view, like if someone's talking a bunch of shit about you, it's probably because they like hate themselves, but like you can use that to change the way that you talk to yourself is like noticing how you're talking about other people, because we are just trained to like be critical. I mean, look at fucking early 2000s, like magazine articles. They're like JLo's obese, like she (laughs) pounds and she literally looks like stunning and she's just like walking on a beach like a normal bodied human and not even a normal body like fucking better than all of us (laughs) (laughs) and so we're just like we were all raised in this world that just ripped people down and so yeah I think if you can like that's been a huge thing for me is like being really no like noticing when I'm talking when I notice other people's weight more when I notice other people's bodies like I'm also noticing mine more. I'm also more insecure about my body. I'm also like all of those things. So trying to be in control of that, it like gives you a little bit of control over your self-love and like self-worth.
0: Yeah. I think like on the flip side of that, like also just the way that I, not even just the way I think about other people's bodies, but like my friend's bodies and like, if I notice one of them lost weight or is toned up or like anything about their body, like I would use, I think it's very common to be like, oh, you look really good. Like, what are you doing? And I have very much stopped ever commenting on people's bodies at all because you never know if one, if someone lost weight, like, are they doing that in a healthy way? Like, are they not eating because they're depressed or not eating because they're starving themselves. Like you don't ever know what someone's outward appearance, how that is a reflect- reflection of their like inner mental state. And so just little comments like, oh, you look so good. Like almost implies they used to look bad. And so like, while you think you might be complimenting someone by saying they look really good or their body looks really good. I just think it's like net a negative thing. Like I only, I only comment on my friend's bodies if if one of them was like, wow, I've like been working out and I feel so good about myself. Like I'm really happy about the way I look. I'd be like, yeah, you do look really good. Like kind of adding on to them instead of like initiating that if they're like kind of wanting that from you, you know, like giving it, but you don't need to like be like, Hey, haven't seen you in six months. Your body looks amazing. I just feel like it's so weird that people that's it's even a thing that we do and for some reason you're right like older generation like moms specifically are so like they're always talking about that like my aunt was here from Europe and she's like you look really good is that from your triathlon and I'm like I don't know but it makes me feel like shit like did I look like shit before like well and it's like
1: like you I mean for many reasons like you said you have no idea how girls lost weight. And like, unfortunately, a lot of like eating disorders are very prevalent. Like workout disorders are very prevalent. But additionally, like back to when I was 112 pounds in high school, I got so many fucking compliments because I lost weight to get there. That mm-hmm. That is part of the reason I'm obsessed with that number. And like, it's once again, it's a very much unachievable. Like, but I think it's like adds so much value to that number that they are at a certain moment in time that- it will then be very detrimental to them when they are inevitably gain the weight back. Like we are women, we go through different hormonal phases. We like our metabolism slows. Like we are on the route of gaining weight for the most part, like throughout our life. And I think like you're going to be pregnant at some point, like you're going to have a mom bod. And so even if it's coming from a place of like good intention, giving compliments to people that are losing weight just invalidate the future, past and future forms of themselves that are a different shape than the one that you're doing right now. And it's like so much more damaging. I actually saw, because I have struggled with this a lot, like knowing the right thing to say, because even like complimenting people when they say like, when they want it is like hard for me because I know I remember literally like every compliment I got when I was that skinny and it's like still damaging me so I've I've never really known what to say because sometimes people do and do want you to say something and you're like I don't want to give you the clout like you were beautiful before and you're beautiful now and like yeah you did lose weight and that's great but like it also was great before and it also will be great when you are a different size like
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I saw this girl on TikTok and she was like I always say, are you happy right now? And then they say, or like the, if someone says like, oh, I lost weight, then you can say, oh, wow, are you happy? And then like, yeah, I'm so happy about it. Like I worked so hard and you can be like, that's amazing, I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. And like, instead of having it be about what they look like, it's about how they feel. Um, And I think that was like, I literally sent it to Danny and I was like, holy shit, this girl solved it. Like, I've never known what to say. And this is like, so such a good way of reframing it to like, Oh, I'm really glad that you feel good. Because the other thing is when I was 112 pounds, I was going through a breakup and I was like so fucking depressed and miserable. Like I was so unhappy. That was why I was skinny. Cause I wasn't fucking eating because I wasn't happy. And a lot of girls have breakup stories where they like weren't happy. They were like very low and they weren't eating food. And so I think like most, I mean, most of my friends like will proudly say when they were at their skinniest it was because like they were going through breakup or like revenge bod you know and so I feel like a lot of times skinnier bodies doesn't necessarily mean like good feelings so it's good to be like how do you feel right now about that
0: (laughs) yeah I really like that I think another thing that's really helped me with like loving myself is just really never weighing myself and like even when I'm at the doctor like telling the doctor not to tell me and like looking away just because i don't know what it is if it's all of those like 90s or early 2000s magazines that would talk about weight specifically but like like you have your 112 like i just feel like every girl has this number that they like keep in their head for some reason as being like a good number and i think also a lot of it stems from that like no one actually talks about how much they weigh and so no one knows like <laughs> And also weight looks different on everyone. And so there's like this assumption that like all women, if you're like small need to be weighing like 120 pounds and like a lot of women weigh a lot more than that. Like most women, women, almost all women weigh more than that. And so it's like, there's, there's like videos on YouTube and stuff of men, like going out on the street and being like, how much do you weigh? And like a girl answering them. And then they'll like have the scale. And like they'll weigh them. And it, I part of me thinks it's in a way good to kind of like dispel this weirdness about weighing a certain amount. Cause there was this one guy, and like he's asking this girl how much she weighs. She's like, Yeah, I weigh 180. And he's like, You do not weigh 180. She's like D1 athlete. And she's like, Yeah, I do. Like, I'm eating, I'm working out, I weigh 180. And he's like, Let me see. And she weighs like 185, even. And he was like, oh shit and I was like I feel like that's good especially for boys because they have boys especially kind of push this like 120 130 narrative when I'm like most of us don't weigh that much (laughs) so like boys have no fucking idea like
1: none and they they do say numbers a lot and like yeah and that is really damaging I think like we do have to bring the men into this.
0: Conversation. <laughs> I <don't like> <laughs> We're, We're summoning the men.
1: The men. <laughs> but we unfortunately have to bring them into this conversation because, like, obviously, when you're a young girl and you're so impressionable, like, boys are like one of the main things <laughs> driving your impressions. And it sucks when they're like, oh, you know, you have added, you, you are more valuable when you're under 20, 120 versus when you're over 120. And then you're over. 14 years old and then you're uh, over 120 for the rest of your life yeah there is a weird like 110 120 kind of obsession i think it is from the like 90s 2000s but definitely don't look at a fucking scale because like a weight literally doesn't matter i think that's a really that's a good call like, out because if you
0: are wanting to if you want to have some sort of measurement for yourself i would say using like fashion tape and like mm-hmm measuring kind of dimensions is a good way to like indicate progress. Cause if you're working out a lot and like eating healthy, you pro- you might be gaining weight actually, because you're like gaining muscle. And so if looking at that scale can just be demoralizing, no matter what is happening, <laughs> like it's always makes you feel bad. And so if you want to have some sort of measuring, like noticing the way your pants are fitting, like just little things like that, those can be directional guidance for you. If you are trying to tone down or slim up or whatever, whatever the phrase is, but like, I think yes, not weighing yourself. And then also really trying to like change the way that I speak about food and not labeling things as like bad or good. And it's just like, that's just the food that I eat. And it doesn't, I not demonizing myself for like having dessert or like, being like, Oh my God, I've been so bad today. I need to work out tomorrow because I ate so many Girl Scout cookies or whatever. It's like, you're not going to, you're not going to like gain a million pounds overnight from eating one box of Girl Scout cookies. Like that's not how weight works. You're fine. (laughs) Like you're fine. If you have one bad day, I don't even like to talk about it in that way because I think it carries so much weight in all aspects when you speak about it that way.
1: Yeah, one thing that I just started working on because I got sucked into to be magnetic, which I listened to the girl on um, I think it was Arielle Lore's the the what's it called? Blonde Files mm-hmm. podcast. Um, and it's all about like manifesting and it's really fascinating and it actually is kind of just like self-guided therapy. With, like, a little bit of a woo-woo touch. So it's really just like my sweet spot of everything that I want. But one of the things that it talks about a lot is like unblocking your, like, just unblocking in general and recognizing that a lot of these beliefs that we have about ourselves, like our self-limiting beliefs, come from someone else. And so I think if you can identify and body image stuff is hard because, like, we've been discussing, there's so many places it comes from, like your parents, the boys around you, like your boyfriends, your, um, like fucking tv and tiktok and all of these things like that's part of the reason i don't like being on tiktok during january because everyone's like trying to fucking lose weight right now (laughs) and i'm like i don't want to see this like good for you but i don't want to be constantly told that like my body is not good enough Mm -hmm. anyway i think a great practice at least is to recognize like find really defining moments in like like what is your 112 and why do you give value to that and like how can you then identify and like break it down to like, Oh, there's actually no power in that number. Like, yeah, I was getting a lot of compliments, but I also wanted to kill myself. And so I don't really think that's a goal period of time for me. And like thinking about who I was getting compliments from, like, I don't really care about any of those people. Like I was getting comments from like my ex-boyfriend, like, okay, that's stupid. You know? And so I think like take if you can identify sources of some of your like beliefs of how your body should be, that takes away a lot of the power from them. And like, even if you still have the thoughts, you can kind of start to separate the value. You can be like, okay, that's like floating through my head. And it means literally nothing. Like I feel like I, with my ADHD brain think like a trillion things in a day mm-hmm. and things only impact me if I like cling to them and give them any weight. And so I try now when I like make these comments cause I will still just like let them float away and be like, Oh, that's like coming from somewhere else. That's not coming from like my true consciousness, like my true self and my highest, definitely not coming from my highest self. And so it's like, I don't want to give it any fucking power. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that's helped me in a lot of like, that's helped my anxiety a lot. Um, If anyone is interested in like deep diving on that, I highly recommend the untethered soul mm-hmm but I just think that it's great to recognize that like, you aren't thinking these things, like these things were told to you by someone else.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also just like giving yourself, you know, a compliment a day, like looking in the mirror and being like, what is actually one thing that I like about myself and not lying to yourself. Like, don't just say like, oh, I love my arms. If that's your biggest insecurity, like find something that you actually really love about yourself and like focus on that and repeat that to yourself and like something i do with working out is instead of saying like oh i have to go work out today i like to reframe and like say i'm so grateful that i like have legs that can move me and like allow me to do this today and so kind of manipulating that to be about yourself and your body instead of being like god I feel so bloated today. Like I don't like the way I look. you can be like, well, but maybe I don't feel good about my stomach today, but I love my smile. And like, I love my ears and I love my haircut. Like, I don't know, just like focusing on the things that you do love. And it's like with gratitude when you're focusing, like shifting the negative things to be grateful for them is so much more impactful that if you just lie to yourself and like practice that that like confidence and like practice that complimenting yourself in the mirror, like you'll you'll start to talk to yourself more that way. It's like addictive. I don't know if that's the right word, but like it's what's the word? Contagious. <laughs> the more that you shift into that like higher vibrational like way of speaking to yourself, the more that you're just gonna keep doing that over and over.
1: Yeah. It's um it's really powerful, like thinking, focusing on the good. And I think it's very underestimated, like how much you can force it. And I think what you're saying, like, don't fake it, just like find other things. And that could be like, I love that. I'm not tired today. Like I love that my brain feels sharp. It could have like nothing to do with your body, but like taking power away from the things that you don't like and giving it to the things that you do is just like so important. And I think because we had no plan here that like I'm now coming to the thesis of this is like, you cannot control. You're never going to be out of this cycle of like self negative self-talk. Like it's, you're probably going to have hurtful things said to you or say hurtful things to yourself, like throughout the entirety of your life. But the best thing you can do is like have tools and recognize patterns. And so I think if you can start recognizing thought patterns and have the tools for when those thought patterns start popping up and what's triggering them, then like that's the only way you're going to be able to handle like moving through life stages. Cause like I'm recognizing like we are at a very good societal standard of like, we are young. We're like, haven't had kids. Like we are like have a lot of this stupid social clout that you get from all of these different things as a woman. And Knowing that like that is going downhill is like somewhat intimidating, but it's also like, I know that I need to build up these skills now because, like, it's only gonna get harder. And unfortunately, like, th- I think this is why maybe, like being twenty four is so confusing to so many fucking people. Like, you just think it's gonna go away. Like I just thought everything was gonna like I was just gonna be an adult. And like, body image issues weren't gonna be a problem. Like drinking too much was just gonna like, have, like go away on its own. Like nothing was going to change. And it's like, oh no, being an adult is realizing that people do get there, but you have to do a bunch of fucking work to get there. <laughs> and it's like really hard and confusing. <laughs> like, and so I think that's like, I would say my, if you have one takeaway, it's like build these skills, even if they feel fake, even if they like aren't a perfect solve, Um, just having things that you can do to make yourself feel better is what's going to get you through.
0: Also, I would say like one of the biggest tools that you could do is probably getting off the internet and like just in general, like taking a weekend off or a day off or a week off, like unplugging from that because every time I'm on social media, I'm in like a lack mindset of whether it's about my body, my, my house, my how much I travel, like my life, just every part of it, basically. (laughs) And so if you can disconnect from that for whatever period of time, that would probably be the most, the the easiest way to to, like not hate yourself maybe is to get off the internet. And again, download Opal because we are not sponsored by them, but we really should be. So download Opal and minimize your social media usage so that you can learn to love yourself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I've been disgusted by social media. And even just like my phone in general, I have been just realizing that like, we have like a billboard with us at all times. Like we are constantly getting berated with marketing messaging and it's absurd to me and it's really gross. And I've like started to try and turn off all my notifications because I'm just like, I'll get a Gmail thing. That's like revolve sale. And I'm like, fuck revolve sale. Like I need something from revolve. And like, it just makes you need where you don't need anything and so on a
0: side note yeah fucking I don't know social media you could do a whole like phone health episode which no one talks about their phone routines or their phone usage but like it's it's a thing we're all cyborgs who have a phone attached to our hand all day and we need to learn how to use this tool to work for us instead of like us just being like so glued and addicted to it that it runs our lives, you know. So that could be a whole separate topic, but but yes, I think this was a good initial start to a conversation on a self love or body image. It's definitely a work in progress because we're still working on this, and I don't think we'll ever have the answers. But but these are some things that we that we rely on and feel like they're it's helpful for us. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. And if you have any questions about it or follow up, please DM us. Cause we love hearing from people. We also love including questions in our future episodes. Um, also rate and review and download because like, that's how we build up any value as a podcast. And so it's super, super important. And if you rate and review and send us a screenshot, you can enter our giveaway. You can also enter by posting us on your story so keep sharing, keep reviewing, keep loving, keep listening. Um and yeah, we'll see you next week. Woohoo! Woohoo!